Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Hauntings of right here on Movement Radio. My name is Talon Williams alongside Chip Hazard, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be discussing the hauntings of the state of Oklahoma. So, Chip, what can we look forward to in today's episode? Well, Oklahoma happens to be home to a wide range of interesting ghost stories filled with murder, suicide, and even the odd cryptid. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, let's take a closer look at some of the most haunted places in the state of Oklahoma. All right. Uh, we'll kick it off. We'll be talking first about the Dead Woman's Crossing. This is in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Now, Dead Woman's Crossing is a bridge on the road of Deer Creek and Weatherford. Local legend states that in fifth, I'm sorry, in 1905, a woman called Katie or Katie, Katie, I'm gonna say Katie, Katie DeWitt James and her baby girl Lulu Bell boarded a train to visit family in Pine County. I'm sorry, Payne County. She had just filled, she had just filed for divorce on the grounds of cruel treatment at the hands of her husband. Her father had personally put her on a train and expected to, expected to hear from her in the next few days. However, weeks passed with no word of his daughter, so he engaged a, he engaged a private investigator to locate her. The detective learned that Katie had befriended a prostitute named Franny Norton on the train who had taken her and the baby to her brother-in-law's house in Clinton. They stayed there for a couple of hours and then took a trip in a buggy. Fanny returned alone and claimed to have no idea where the pair went. However, the detective found that the buggy had disappeared into the field near the creek where it had spent hours, around an hour, before coming, uh, speeding back with blood stains all over the wheels oh, Fanny wow. then stopped at a nearby farm and gave him the baby wrapped in a bloody dress however on being questioned by the detective she denied any involvement although the fact that she poisoned herself later that day seemed to indicate her guilt local legend states that Katie's spirit now roams the area around deer creek in search for her baby daughter, sometimes even calling her by name. Some witnesses even claim that if you stand under the bridge and keep very still, you can actually hear the wagon wheel rattling above you. Ooh. Yeah. So, very, very sad state of affairs here because you're talking about a woman dying, having her baby with her, um... And the fact that, you know, the bug, you know, the detectives found the buggy, um, you know, found that the buggy had disappeared into the field and, you know, found that Fanny then stopped by the farm and gave the detective the baby wrapped in a bloody dress. And they have no clue whatsoever how the baby got in the bloody dress, what happened to the woman, how, what happened to Katie, I'm sorry. And now, I mean, who knows, but... How are you feeling about this one? Uh, I, I, it's it's very interesting. It, it sounds like a uh, 
classic case of a, a woman who wanted a child and found this unsuspecting lady who had a child and was like, all right, look, I'll just off her, steal her child. Nobody will know the difference. And right. then, I mean, because this was what, in 1905, you know, I mean, there's no internet or social media or anything. So there's there's no way to know, really. Right. Um, um, but it, then, it, it you know, the, I was going to say, but then the detective comes calling and it's like her guilt got the best of her. And she was like, uh, shit, hey, look, I, I found this kid and um, I, I don't know what happened, but uh, here it is. And then goes and kills herself like, you know, that yeah, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that right there is like, yes, I did it. I'm guilty. Uh, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it because I'm going to off myself. <laughs> right. Um, which, which to me, that to me, that's that that's I'm not speaking. And, and when I say this, please don't misunderstand anybody listening. You anybody, please don't think that what I'm about to say is indicative of every single person who ever commits suicide. I understand that mental illness is a big issue. I understand that you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD, things of that nature are a very, very real thing. But this is my belief. If you kill yourself because you think that the consequences of you doing something wrong are far greater, like to me, that's taken that's taken the easy way out. You basically, you know you're caught. You know you did something wrong. You know you're fixing to go to jail for the rest of your life. Oh, I'll just off myself that way. You know, there. You know, which in in a in a in a weird, sick, twisted way, it does bring a little bit of justice to the fallen that you are no longer alive. But was justice really served because you didn't receive the penalty that you were supposed to be given? Instead, you took the you took the uh, ability to get justice away. Instead, you put justice upon yourself. Basically, you know. Right. And uh, it's a weird way to put it, but no, I I get every bit of what you said. But it also makes sense as to why Katie's spirit would be roaming around Deer Creek searching for her baby daughter because she was stripped away way too soon. Exactly. Um, so. so, and then, but under, if you, could you imagine being underneath, which you're underneath the bridge, you can't really see anything. I mean, you would probably hear, I don't know, I don't even really know if this bridge is even still in use, honestly. I mean, it didn't say anything about it being abandoned or anything, so... It might right. still be in use, but I mean, normally, cause you would hear cars driving by, obviously, exactly. um, you know, but would you hear the wagon wheel? You know, that's, I mean, that wagon wheel is old school. I mean, unless they're living, unless there is any Amish in Oklahoma, I'm not hundred percent, which, which, um, you know, which hearing the wagon, I mean, and, and could you, but it says, it says it's searching for the baby, even sometimes calling her by name. If you're on the bridge, maybe walking across the bridge or something, you think you could possibly hear the baby's name, uh, Lulu Bell, you know, which is. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was a there was a movie about a little girl named Lulu Bell. I can't make me off the top of my head. It might be a different movie I'm thinking of. But either way, nevertheless. Uh, you got the next one, Bubba? Uh, yes, I do. Next up, we're going to talk about the Belvedere Mansion. And this is in Claremore, Oklahoma. Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the Belvedere Mansion was built in 1902 for the Bayless family. However, six months before the mansion was completed, the sire, Mr. Bayless, died after his appendix burst. Ooh. 
his wife and six children still moved into the home and stayed there until 1919. It is believed that the spirits of the Bayless family have remained in the property, causing it to gain a reputation for being one of the most haunted buildings in all of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Visitors report feeling hot and cold spots throughout the house and have heard many unexplained noises and disembodied voices. It is common for a hazy figure to be seen in the dim lights inside the property. Mm. That's always a uh, that's always a hard thing for any family to lose, you know, the head of household like that. Um, and especially, you know, with the appendix bursting, because, I mean, back then, back then, if your appendix burst, it's, it was pretty much a death sentence back in 1902 because they didn't have the like what we said earlier, like modern medicine has. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable compared to what it was back in the early 19th, 1900s. Um, right. You know, a couple of shots of penicillin and, you know, an appendectomy would have healed him pretty much you know exactly um, any, any athletes who get appendectomies normally you know back i remember ben roethlisberger had an appendectomy um in the middle of playing not in the middle of it, like his appendix didn't burst during the game but it it, it basically busted and he had to have an emergency appendectomy because they thought oh shit he could possibly die from this because even then even though i mean we do have the medical uh technology to take care of ap- appendectomy or a, a busted appendix it's still you know, it still could be fatal, you know. Um, exactly. Uh, now, visitors reporting the hot and the cold spots, that's that's typical whenever, you know, uh, someone passes away. Now, I do find it ironic that it says the spirits of the Bayless family, not particularly um, Mr. Bayless himself, but the entire family is known to remain on the property. That one is... That right. one, that one's different for me. Like, uh, yeah, did the family so it, feels such a strong connection to the home. Was it their first home that they ever bought? It, it may have been that, or it may have just been the fact that that was the house that, you know, their the head of household, their father, their husband, uh, built for them, and so they feel a, you know, a deep, uh, seed of um, what's that word, um not camaraderie but um sentiment sentimentality right uh, to you know that particular building um i did find on another website it says that over the years numerous people have reported that john bayless and other members of his family still continue to reside in the beautiful old home these allegations tell of unexplained noises actual sightings of hazy figures Toilets that flush by themselves, hot and cold spots, and feelings of being touched by someone when no one is there. On several occasions, paranormal groups have investigated the old mansion, seeming to find the most paranormal activity on the second floor. There, psychics have seen children playing, as well as meeting a distressed John Bayless and a distraught young woman who allegedly committed suicide when she lived in the building as a tenant in the 1940s. Oh, shit. Uh, so there could so, be other spirits besides the Bayless family. That, that's that's what it appears. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Uh, I, 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 interestingly enough, I mean, to cut you off, interestingly enough, um, you, you said Mr. Bayless, and then you said Oklahoma. 
my mind for whatever reason immediately went to uh skip bayless the commentator or the uh the uh the uh, political not political i'm sorry the uh the sports commentator from the es from was on espn and now he's on uh um fs1 undisputed yeah his name his real name is john bayless right so you know Um, i don't i'm not saying this is a reincarnation thing that's not what i'm saying uh i I do find it weird because you know this is bayless oklahoma skip bayless is from oklahoma i don't know if maybe there's a bloodline to be traced there i don't know it's interesting though yep uh now you can still uh you know they've turned this into a hotel so so you can um book a room here um and it looks like they're uh pretty pretty expensive Oh wow! Yeah, well, it is a mansion. I mean, right. well, it was a former mansion, you know. So it's probably. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the picture right oh, now. Oh, I'm it sorry. Looks... Uh, was that? Yeah, it's. Uh... No, it's fairly cheap. It looks like you can get a room for about seventy nine dollars a night. So that ain't bad. I mean, I'm Not looking at the picture right now. It looks. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. It looks pretty. Uh, pretty dapper. Uh, look like it looks like like it, it looks like it, it looks like a house that don't that shouldn't be in the middle of Oklahoma. I'll tell you that much. Right, definitely yeah. does. Yeah, and if anybody wants to check out these pictures, Chip, where can they go? Uh, you can check these out at hauntedrooms.com. Uh, you know, as always, we're not sponsored yet. Exactly. So shout out to Haunted Rooms America for providing us with the content that we are using for our episodes here today. Um. So next, we are going to be talking about Veterans Lake, and this is in Sulphur, Oklahoma. Now, Veterans Lake has a long has has long had a reputation for being one of the most haunted locations in Oklahoma because it is said to be possessed by the spirit of a lady who once drowned in the lake. She was apparently attempting to save her child when she herself ended up drowning as well. A few years a few years later, there was another drowning when a little girl died in a boating accident. It is said that the apparitions of both ladies and the girl can be seen in the lake. In local legend states that anyone entering the lake after dark will be pulled under the water and drowned themselves. Um, so I'm getting a very Friday the 13th-esque vibe here. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that. I mean, not to make it, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's not really a laughing matter, but it definitely sounds like the, um, you know, the story from the first Friday the 13th. Right. Um, you know, I, and I mean, Alec, I mean, I don't know even the backstory to that honestly other than just what it's provided for us because i think friday i think friday the 13th had a little bit more darker implications behind it i guess of course um but the 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 first lady i mean attempting to save her child like to me right there that's that's props to that woman you know basically 100 given you know basically sacrifice attempting you know sacrificing her life to save her child you know uh, in 2021, you know, Chad Gaspar, former, formerly of Crime Time, WWE tag team, same situation happened with him. He saved his son from drowning, and then he ended up getting caught in the uh, in the riptide and ended up uh, sadly losing his life. Um, you know, shout out to Chad Gaspar and all of his family, you know, yeah. first to him and the family. Um, go support, go buy a shirt at uh, 
collarandelbow.com, everything, uh, every proceed for that shirt goes directly to his family. Um, but yeah, that right there is, you know, I commend that woman for attempting to save her child. Unfortunately, both of them did end up passing away due to drowning. And then, you know, afterwards, you know, the, the a few years later, the other woman drowning in the boating accident. And it makes me think, what is it about this lake where, you know, you had two, I mean, two different, three different people, you know, died in, of drowning. You know, you would think that, and I don't know if this, if, if Veterans Lake is like a, um, I'm assuming because the way it looks in the picture that I'm seeing, it just looks like a normal everyday, like a pier that you would just, you know, get the boat out, take the kids out, you know, for a day on the boat fishing, you know, water sports, stuff like that, you know, exactly. Um, but anytime you're dealing with anything involving the water, there's always that potential of possibly drowning, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. Uh, you have the next one, Bubba? I do. Uh, it's Bird Creek School. And I want to say this is in Pawhuska, Oklahoma. You got it. <clears throat> uh, so Bird Creek School in Pawhuska is a one-room schoolhouse that was built in the early 1900s for Native American children. Uh, I, I find it ironic, you know, um, the everything so far has happened in the early 1900s. Yeah. So these are deep-seated... Um, uh, hauntings. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, but so it says, if you are brave enough to enter the building, you should write your own name on the chalkboard that remains in the classroom. If you then leave for a few minutes, it is said that when you return, your name will have been erased from the board by the spirits who linger there. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. That one is interesting. First and foremost, I wouldn't be walking in this motherfucker to begin with. That's, that's number one. Well, number I'm two, definitely not alone. Yeah, definitely, oh, definitely not alone. No, number two, and more importantly, you know, write your name on the wall or on, on the chalkboard, leave, and then you come back, and then the name is gone. Like, I mean, so it's just a nice, clean chalkboard in there. Every single time you walk in there, right. It's either one of two things, either the spirits don't want you messing with their stuff or they're like really, 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 really clean ghost. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you just walk like, yeah, we're going to leave this, you know, clean. We leave it the way we found it. You don't come in here, you know, desecrating our school, you know, desecrating our, uh, uh, school, you know, with your with your you know name and profanity. I'm sure people have written more than their names on the chalkboard. I'm sure. I oh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, you get teenagers or whatnot that that come in, and um, you know, they're going to write a bunch of foul stuff on the chalkboard and everything. So right, it happens. So bless you. Anyway, ah, the baby yeah. sneezed. <laughs> but anyway. All right, so we are going to so we're going to go on to the very next one. This is the Cherokee Strip Museum, and this is in Alva, Oklahoma. Now, while this building now serves as the Cherokee Strip Museum, it was actually bless you, it was actually a hospital in its early days. Okay. These days, it is alleged that the ground floor is haunted and it has been the site of various different paranormal phenomena. 
phenomenon. I said it three times fast. <laughs> Visitors, I don't know why I'm tongue-tied. Visitors to the museum frequently report encountering cold spots in various locations on the ground floor of the museum. It is also common for people to hear disembodied voices and for the piano on the ground floor to start playing by itself. It is generally assumed that the paranormal activity experienced in the museum is caused by the spirits of former patients who died here while the building has still was still being used as a hospital. But no one has any suggestions as to why they are confined to the ground floor. Like, that's interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, why I mean, just the ground floor? I mean, I'm sure pay, if your patients in the hospital weren't just kept on the ground floor, they were kept all through the hospital. You know exactly. Uh, th- th- yeah, why? Why the ground floor? Why not? You know, the second or third floor, uh, or a specific know. room in which you died in, or something. You yeah, because I mean, I mean, looking at it, it looks like it's like maybe three stories tall. So yeah, but we're only looking at the front part of it. I mean, there's obviously right. part on the side, so we don't even know if we're looking at the full building if we're just looking at the front of it. Um, but. I mean, yeah the the Cherokee Strip Museum. That's that's a different. Um, actually, never really heard of Cherokee. Here we go. Strip Museum. Not not Cherokee Strip credit. I don't want credit. <laughs> I got enough credit. Um, and it is currently closed. Well, I'll take that back. It's closed now. Wait, I'm sorry. This is incorrect. This isn't in. Uh, this is in Perry, Oklahoma. I'm sorry. There we go. Alva, Oklahoma. There we go. Um, yeah. It is... Uh, here, let me click on it. Yeah. Nestled in the... It, it, it's actually the Cedar Grove Chapel at Cherokee Strip Museum. Okay. And, uh, they actually have a uh, location. If I can go to their website real quick and see what it says. Please, please forgive us, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is Movement Radio. We are professionally unprepared. Um, so, yeah, it, just, it, it says, welcome. As board chairman, I would like to welcome you to our homepage. We invite you to tour the page and give you an idea of what you can see at the wonderful museum of Alva. This is from Donald Lynch, chairman of the uh, place. Um, as of right now, uh, it is still open Tuesday through Sunday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, social distancing rules apply to anyone who wants to go. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Um, I'm not given any. I'm looking to find exactly what exactly it's supposedly a museum for exhibits. Okay. The main building exhibit. Let me click on this because I'm interested now. Okay, it's a Native American exhibit, features local artists and museum volunteers showcasing Native American artwork. Uh, a POW exhibit, uh, volunteer Arden Chafee uh, shares the history of the prisoners of war camp that was located in Alva, Oklahoma back in the 1940s. A World War II exhibit, a train display, a barbed wire collection which is information on the barbed wire collection located in the in the building uh a lions club international exhibit which is talking all about the lions club boy scouts of america exhibit so um pretty much just americana basically um about the different exhibits and things of that nature i'm pretty sure you know things that are um more appreciative of the people who live in the state of oklahoma than i mean i mean if you're interested in anything like that which I don't know the POW exhibit, World War II. Like I'm 
like I mean, I'm always interested in seeing any anything similar to this in terms of like um, old history and things of that nature. So that's always interesting to me. So if we ever get, if we ever make a trip out to Oklahoma, we may check it out one day. Oh, for sure, absolutely. For sure. Um, you got the next one, Bubba. I do. Next up, we're going to talk about Kane's Ballroom, and this is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa. Uh, Kane's Ballroom has been a popular concert venue in Tulsa for many years, hosting hundreds of performers. However, it is also said to be one of the most haunted buildings in Oklahoma. Obviously, Mm -hmm. or we wouldn't be talking about it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So one of the most well-known spirits that is said to haunt the venue is a former performer by the name of Bob Willis. Hmm. Bob was a country western performer who seemed to have enjoyed performing there so much that he decided to stick around after his death. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Says that there is also a female presence that has been both seen and felt over the years. Visitors to the venue and groups of paranormal investigators have reported feeling like they're being watched, encountering cold spots in the ballroom, catching capturing orbs on camera, lights turning on and off, and even strange disembodied voices. Interesting. Uh that that's very it's, it's very interesting that they they specifically um believe that the spirit is of Bob Willis. Now I personally have never heard of Bob Willis before. Obviously because I'm not a country western enthusiast, you know. Uh, right. Heavy metal? Absolutely. You know, like if someone said that you know, Mitch Lucker was haunting Fox Theater in Los Angeles. I'm like, nah, I can see it, <laughs> you know. Um, but no, I've not, I've not never heard of Bob Willis, so I'm unfamiliar with him. Um, now it says the ladies, you know, lady spirits can be felt. Would she be more inclined to listen to the music? Do you see her more on the nights they have concerts? You know, who knows? Uh, how do you feel about this one? Um, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, it, it seems. Like they might be friendly spirits, um, so right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't say a whole lot about it. But I did find a little tidbit about uh, Bob Willis, whose uh, birth name was James Robert Willis. He was also known as the King of Western Swing. Ah, okay. Um, you know, so he did. Uh, he did Western Swing music. And he was considered by music authorities as the co-founder of Western Swing. Hmm. Um, now, I, I'm not, I, I mean, I, I know, you know, some old school country uh, music, but I, I've never heard of this, this guy before. Um, he was apparently in a band called the Texas Playboys. Um, never heard of them. Yeah, me either. Uh, oh, he was in some movies. Um, he, he was married, uh, six times, uh, <laughs> uh, typical Western. Yeah. <laughs> between, between 1926 and 1942, he was married six times. Uh, and from those six, oh, wow. No, I'm sorry. He was married more than six times. He married six, oh, six different women. Um, one, one lady he married twice. Uh, Mary Helen Brown 
Uh, he married her in 1938, then divorced her in 1938. Then they remarried again in 1938 and divorced again in 1939. Uh, well, it didn't work the first time. Let's try it again. <laughs> it, I mean, try it again real close, too. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. That must have been an annulment instead of a fucking divorce, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Six children by the throughout his six marriage or several marriages um yeah. he put out quite a Daddy few <laughs> yeah he put out quite a few albums uh let's see from 1949 and his final album came out in 1991 really so yeah okay so in it our last uh, okay yeah it, it was an anthology album uh he actually died in uh, let's see he was born in 1905 and he passed away in 1975 so the 91 album was an anthology album that was released uh after his death okay um, may have to check that out whenever we get done uh here i'll definitely check it out i'm not yep. like i said i'm not a big country western swing music type guy but i'll give it a listen my show up, man. My, my show up with a cowboy hat on. Next time you see me, hey, yeah. hey, y'all heard that new Bob Willis? That shit's a banger. <laughs> okay, I, I'm fucking with you. I ain't gonna do that shit. I mean, it, it <laughs> might be. I'll give. I, I I'm the type of person that will uh, give anything a listen. Yeah, I'll, I'll try different styles of music at least once. Right. Right. All right. So that being said, we are going to talk about next. The Blanchard Cemetery, and this is in Blanchard, Oklahoma. Blanchard Cemetery is apparently haunted by a very tall man in a dark colored suit. What are you envisioning right now, Bodo? A tall man in a dark colored suit? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very Slender Man-esque. There you go. He is apparently a man who is buried in the cemetery, but his spirit has no malevolence towards anyone. In fact, most of the witnesses who report seeing him say that he is usually waving at them in a very friendly manner. Perhaps his family is long gone, but he is just simply alone. Is this, this is not the only paranormal activity that has been reported at the cemetery. Another reason why is to consider one of the most, another reason why it's considered the most, one of the most haunted places in Oklahoma is that at night there is a lot of strange, unexplained noises that could be heard. Now, unfortunately, that's all the information that it's given us about Blanchard Cemetery. Although, it's very, I mean, if I'm in a cemetery uh, and I see just somebody wave at me, I'm thinking, hey, wave back at him. Yeah, of course, you know. Right. And then it makes me think, if I don't wave back, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's very weird like that. You know, like, so if I see a very, very tall slender man in a dark suit and he's waving, I'll wave back at him. You know, look down, look back up. Where the fuck that guy go? Where is he? He he, he, done, he just fucking disappeared. What happened? You know. Yep. So what are you thinking? Uh, I, I don't know. This one's a little, a little bland. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, unexplained noises in the to be heard uh, at night. I mean, that could be. You know any kind of animal rustling through the leaves or whatnot. So right. I don't know. 
this one's yeah. a little bland to me. It's a little bland. Yeah. Churn. So. <laughs> All righty. You got the next one? I do. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the talk about the blue bell saloon and this is in guthrie oklahoma mm. so the blue bell saloon in guthrie was once operated as a bordello by miss lizzie Ooh, what do you what do you think when i hear when when i say miss lizzie <laughs> definitely uh, definitely a woman of the night if you will exactly uh so miss lizzie and her girls claudia and estelle it was a very popular saloon yeah. right up until the day when Claudia was found beaten to death. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so Miss Lizzie had Claudia's body buried inside the saloon and continued to operate the bordello with Estelle. However, oh, shit. Yeah. It was just like, hey, uh, business as usual. <laughs> Bury him and let's go. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it. Um, so uh, a short time later... Both Miss Lizzie and Estelle were found dead of unknown causes. Mm-hmm. Ever since these deaths, the saloon has been haunted by Miss Lizzie and her girls. Okay, a couple of questions. One, they found her beaten to death. They didn't call the police. They didn't report it. Did they think that they did it? Would the police think that they did it, rather? Like, why? I mean, obviously, there had to have been some type of pettiness or cattiness between Miss Lizzie and Estelle to Claudia, or else they wouldn't have just given a fuck just to throw her body, you know, bury it inside the saloon, obviously. Right. How long did the body stay there? Did it get funky? Was it affecting business in the saloon? You know? But then it says, however, a short time later after... Lizzie and Estelle were both found dead of unknown causes. Okay. What killed them? You know? And if and if they are haunted, what exactly do they do when they haunt these places? What what exactly is the the end game with with, with these with, with these ladies? Are they just are they there because their spirits are stuck? Does Lizzie and Estelle feel guilty for what they did to Claudia? This is this right. has more it, questions than it's, it's, answers, it's, it's unfortunately. Uh, very, very weird here. Now, the um, the Bluebell Chip, Saloon is... Uh, okay, there you go. Still? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the Bluebell Saloon is actually still around. Uh, in, <clears throat> so it's the Bluebell Saloon and Amigos Mexican Bar and Grill now. Fuck yeah! So... Um, but I, I can't find any other information on um, the the hauntings or there of uh, from the saloon. Man, well, but maybe if we're ever in uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, we'll swing by and eat some amigos there. Hey, hell yeah! They better have a damn good chimichanga. That's all I can tell you. Right. Let me some fried burritos. But anyway, so the next one we're going to talk about is Mohawk Park and Golf Course. This is also in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, Mohawk Park and Gold Course, it says gold, but it's supposed to say golf. Mohawk Park and Golf Course make it into onto the list of Oklahoma's most haunted spots thanks to a couple of strange tales that are connected to the golf course. First and foremost, 
the park is said to be haunted by a creature that is half woman, half deer. So uh, a female, female centaur? Pretty much. There are also little people who apparently roam around the whole property and can be heard making all sorts of strange noises. Finally, there is a oh god. Finally, there is a bathroom in the golf facilities that is said to be extremely haunted. All manner of paranormal activity has been reported there, but most commonly it is the fact that the lights are often seen inside despite the fact that there is no electricity running through the building. Oh wow. Yeah, that's kind of similar to the one that we talked about. Um, I want to say the one in Alaska. You drive by the place, and you think the lights are on, then you get to the place, and it looks abandoned. Uh, it kind of I think that was that. Alaska. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, where you know you have you have uh, all these you know you, you see this you know the lights you, the, you you see lights coming on, but there's no electricity running through it. Never mind that. I want to. Talk, I want to know about this half woman, half deer, because I got a feeling that's the cryptid that they were talking about at I, the beginning. That you were talking about the beginning. I, I feel like that's what it is too. I'm gonna hold on. Let me let, let's let, let's do let's see. Let's half woman, half horse, half woman, half fish. That's a mermaid. Half woman, half. Let's see. Half woman, half deer. Okay, half woman, half deer. It says in, oh, okay, hold on a second. I think I found something. All right. This is from the website paradiselot.com. It says, in Native American mythology, the deer woman is a shape-shifting woman who appears, I'm sorry, whose appearance is never quite stable, but in many tales, she takes the form of a deer, and then in others, she takes the form of half woman, Half deer, the lower half being a white tail deer. Hmm. I'm going to click on this and let's see, because it is in the realm of Native American mythology. So I'm going to yes. click on this. Okay. It says, in Native American mythology, the deer woman is a shape-shifting. Okay, I just told you guys that. I haven't found any stories that switch this around. Deer headed with a woman's lower body, obviously not the same. I think it's a real shame. But anyway, um, and there's plenty. It says, anyway, the dear woman has a mixed history. Today, she is widely known as a temptress, taking the form of a beautiful woman to lure men into death. The method of death is traditionally magical. The men are entranced by the deer and starved to death or wasted away. Modern horror stories like the glorify the, like to glorify the act of the killing. So the dear woman's stomp is unfortunately how the men end up dying. Not all who are lured into her presence are killed, however. The dear woman tries her best to hide her hoof, her hooved feet because, if noticed, the spell is broken. The smoke of the tobacco accompanied by chanting can also be heard whenever you get close to her. When the spell is broken by the dear woman, flees, she flees quickly as possible. But in some cases, it is not possible. It is said that the man identifies the woman's clothed feet and she sleeps with him. Then... He can temporarily capture her until she gives him her power, unfortunately enabling him to become a better writer or warrior. If this is not done correctly, however, the man can turn mad. Dear woman loves to dance and often joins into festivities of powwows. 
This interaction with the everyday hints at a role of the dear woman is more traditional tales as a symbol of fertility, but one of control of civilized unity. She plays a protective role over the community, encouraging strong bonds between married couples, which also tempting them away and killing dangerous men. Interested in learning more about this particular thing? You can go to paradiselot.com. There you go. Very, very interesting take. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't expecting this one to go in that direction. This is very because you hear you hear about cryptids, you hear about different things of that nature. And anytime you go anywhere where there's a strong Native American presence, like me and my wife, uh every every once in a while, we haven't been in a while due to, you know, the financial situation, but every now and again we will go to Cherokee, North Carolina, which is a very, very strong Cherokee Native American community. Um, and you can tell that when you're walking through the, the, uh, the downtown district area and it's, it's very beautiful, you know, um, and they will often give stories of different, you know, Native American stories and different, you know, a lot of things from their culture and even a lot of cryptids that they will talk about. Um, I can't remember any offhand, but, um, what do you, what, what do you, what do you think now after hearing this? Oh, Definitely, definitely interesting um, for the uh, half woman, half deer. Uh, definitely uh, interested in that. You know, wanna it, it makes me want to do uh, an episode or two or three or maybe even a series on uh, cryptids. Now, oh, absolutely. I mean, we've uh, been talking about doing cryptids since the beginning of the uh, since the beginning. Uh, more so the more so the middle after we you know kind of got our feet underneath us with the podcast. I definitely think that the cryptids thing is definitely something we need to take advantage of. Um, yeah, I think not too many people know too many about them. I mean, we've talked about a few here on the podcast. We talked about the Jersey Devil. Um, we've talked about um, we talked about another one too. I don't think we talked about the Chupacabra. I don't think, but uh, I don't think so. I think we'll wait for Texas to talk about that one. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, you got the next one, Bubba. I do, I do. Next up is Langston's Western Wear, and this is in Oklahoma City. Ah. <clears throat> so Langston's Western Wear is a former dance hall and bar built back in 1919. Today, it is said to be one of the most haunted places in Oklahoma, thanks to the presence of two ghostly sisters named Rose and Patty. All right. So right. the sisters are said to have been taxi dancers. Um, now, I'm not actually sure what a taxi dancer is, so we're going to look that up real quick. Um, taxi dancing. Yeah. So, uh, a taxi dancer is a paid dance partner in a partner dance. Taxi dancers are hired to dance with their customers on a dance-by-dance basis. When taxi dancing first appeared in taxi dance halls during the early 20th century in the United States, male patrons would typically buy dance tickets for a small sum each, and when a patron presented a ticket to a chosen taxi dancer, she would then dance with him for the length of a single song. The taxi dancers would earn a commission on every dance ticket earned. 
Though taxi dancing has for the most part disappeared in the United States, it is still practiced in some other countries. Okay. Interesting. That make uh, wow. That's good. Yeah. It, it, it's it's weird because my mind immediately went immediately went to that movie Out to Sea. Do you remember that movie? Um, didn't they Walter make Matthau, two... John Lennon? Yeah, uh, they did a uh, they did a remake of it recently as well. Did they really? Holy I, shit! I, I think so. That. Um, yeah, they basically they basically they 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 ended up going on this cruise, but in order to pay for the cruise, they had to be dancers. They basically had to be taxi dancers. Basically, they had to be dancers on this. Uh, and then one of the guys falls in love. Blah blah blah. It, it's a funny movie if you ever get a chance to watch it. Go look it up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say the. Uh, so j- just real quick, a couple of movies that um, show taxi dancing in it are um, The Rat Race from 1960 starring Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Um, she plays a struggling taxi dancer uh, mm-hmm. that's based on a play by Garrison Kanan. <clears throat> and then uh, one of my favorite movies, um, A League of Their Own from 1992. Yep. Uh, the character played by Madonna, uh, all the way Mae Morbidito, mentions that if the league folds, she won't go back to tan- taxi dancing and have guys sweat gin on her for ten cents a dance. So, oh wow, yeah, ten cents. That's that's what it says. Uh, and there's actually a movie from the the twenties uh, called The Taxi Dancer. Hmm. So, anyway, so the yep. sisters are said to have been taxi dancers. Now that we've covered what a taxi dancer is, uh, in the old dance hall, which means that customers could pay them to partner with them on the dance floor i guess if i'd have finished <clears throat> reading my paragraph there i'd have figured <laughs> that out before going all the way but um the story goes that it's okay patty Just... was shot yeah so the story goes that patty was shot by her boyfriend leaving her sister so distraught that she hung herself in an upstairs room at the dance hall oh shit yeah that's insane yeah. Um, so ever since the girls died there have been a variety of unexplained events at the property leading people to believe that Patty and Rose are still haunting the building to this day. Man, <clears throat> Man that's crazy. I don't know if I was Patty, I'd be more if if I was Patty and I and my boyfriend shot me, I'd rather fucking make the boyfriend's life a living hell, to be honest. <laughs> I right? mean that'd be I mean that'd be what I would do. Um Oh, that's that's crazy, man. I mean, and and then the sister being so distraught that she just took her own life too. I mean, you had to be like very, very close, you know, in terms of you know sisters. You know, which sisters are always you know more close. Every woman in every every woman has that one other woman in her life that she's very, 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 very close with. Um, you know, and it could be your aunt, your sister, your mom. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones who are nice when they first meet you. They're the ones that are real nice to you. But once they leave the, once uh, your significant other or girlfriend leaves the room, they threaten your life. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it's grandma and that's the weird one. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that at a different time. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Langton's Western wear is actually still um, in existence to this day. Um they're open uh, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
um, Monday through Saturday and 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Is it is it still a dance hall or is it a uh no, it's actually So if you go to their they they have a website uh and it's it's called langstons.com if anybody wants to check it out. Um so they literally sell uh quote unquote western wear. They got cowboy boots, jeans, western shirts, uh, stuff like that. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. they even sell a, a a brand of denim called rock and roll denim. Hmm. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, so the last one we are going to be talking about this evening is Stone Lion Inn, and this is also in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Matter of fact, ten sixteen West Warren Avenue. Guthrie, Oklahoma, three, I'm sorry, 73044 for anybody who wants to visit. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to talk a little bit about the history before I jump into the hauntings. History. The Stone Line Inn was built in, in, in I'm sorry, 1907 by Mr. F.E. Houghton for his family. The mansion has an area of 8,000 square feet and has four floors. At the time of completion, it cost $11,900 and was the most expensive home in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Okay. Can you imagine a house for $11,000? Well, an 8,000 square foot home with four floors. For $11,000, basically $12,000, basically. Yeah. To, to find an 8,000 foot Shit, square... I wish. 8,000 square feet, four, four, four floors... In today's, oh my God, you're looking at $2.3 million at least, you know. Nevertheless, it became the Smith Funeral Home in the 1920s. And in 1986, the property was purchased by Becky Lucker, renovating and converting it into a bed and breakfast. Now, let's get to the real thing. The Stone Lion Inn has such a long history, and it has been home to many people who refuse to leave. It was once the home of a Mr. and Mrs. Houghton, and their 12 children. However, one of the children, Augusta, became ill and died of whooping cough after the nurse gave her the wrong medicine. Man. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that, that nurse wouldn't be able to work for anybody else again. I, mm -mm. Nevertheless, a woman named Becky Luker, I was it Lucker, but Luker, then purchased a home in 1986, wanting to renovate it to its former glory. However, the spirits who lived there seemed to think that it is, it was splendid as it was and were not all pleased with any of the renovations. While the renovation project was ongoing, unexplainable noises were heard. Loud footsteps were being reported coming from the back staircase in the early hours of the morning. Doors would open and close by themselves and the police were often called upon for fear that they were having intruders. It was, long, it was not long until Becky came to the realization that her intruders were not of this world. The third floor is said to be the hot spot of several ghostly activities. It is said that Becky's son would neatly put away his toys at night before going to bed. However, every time he wakes up in the morning, the toys would be all scattered about. Augusta, the daughter who died of illness... Is, still, is said to still haunt the halls of the inn. Her father, 
has been seen many times throughout the house huffing and puffing around on a tobacco pipe. Guests have often, I'm sorry, guests have also witnessed a childlike figure tucking them into bed at night. Hold up. Hold up. <clears throat> Hold up. Let me repeat that. Because my brain can't comprehend this. So wait, wait. Guests have also witnessed a childlike figure tucking them into bed at night. Why why are you staying in that bed? <laughs> <laughs> right. Others <laughs> damn. Others have complained about noisy children jumping up and down on the beds, even though there are no children staying in the inn. A wooden ball rolling across the mansion floor has often been heard echoing throughout the mansion. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can't stay here. Mm. Um, no, count me out. Y- y- count me all the fuck out. No, that hell no. That that's not all right. Your thoughts? Go go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck this! Like, <clears throat> first of all. If I'm laying in bed, like I I just laid in bed uh, or whatnot, and then this childlike uh, creature, what did it say? Childlike figure figure. comes and tucks me in my bed, and it ain't one of my two children, Colton or Grayson. uh, I'm going to be like, "Uh, Jesse, I know we just laid down, and we just paid for this room. Pack the shit up. We gone. We 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 take we taking the L today, baby. We 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 can't stay. We can't stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. So the Stone Lion Inn, located in Guthrie, is a mansion that was restored uh, to its former glory and beauty. Uh, visitors of the inn will experience the life of people who lived in the glorious mansion, complete with servants. The mansion has upstairs rooms and a library and a parlor on the first floor. Dinner can be enjoyed on an oak-paneled dining room floor, and the cook can be seen preparing your meals in a 200-year-old French kitchen, which can also seat 10 people. You going to eat in the kitchen? Okay. The mansion's elegant interior features leaded... I'm sorry. I was going to say, I I, I guess they, uh, you know... Maybe maybe it's like a hibachi kitchen. You could just watch them cook the food for you. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> uh, now, the mansion's elegant interior features leaded glass bookshelves, Adam's staircase. I, I don't know what an Adam's staircase is. Um, bathrooms with claw-footed tubs. I know what those are. Them things fucking suck. Three fireplaces and a huge pocket doors. Huge, huge pockets doors. I don't know what that is either. The mansion's grounds have pecan trees, flowers, and lilac bushes, and a gazebo where squirrels would sometimes wander. Every morning, guests can wake up and freshly, with, with freshly pressed coffee, strawberries, and blueberries in rum cream, muffins, and Canadian bacon. These bougie motherfuckers. Anyway, so you got a haunt, you got, you got, you got the haunted, uh, Houghton family in this place, and you were talking about, uh, you know, you know, I was like, "Hey, a fucking ghost kid tucked me in bed last night. No, I'll stay for the I'll stay for the uh, the muffins and Canadian bacon. Fuck that, <laughs> you know." Anyway, so guests can choose from six different suites, namely 
the Kentucky Daisy Suite, the Coral Dale Suite, the Bordello Suite, the Wedding Suite, the Lucille Suite, and the Parlor. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about them. Obviously, the Honeymoon Suite, obviously, this, the Wedding Suites for Honeymooners, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, the, well, I'll give you the prices, though. This is actually pretty cheap. So, the Wedding Suite, the Bordello Suite, and the Kentucky Daisy Suite are all at $137. Coral Dell Suite and the Lucille Suite are all, I'm sorry, Coral Dell is $97, the Lucille Suite is $87, and the Parlor is just $77 a night. So, anyone who dares to venture into Guthrie, Oklahoma, to check out the Stone Lion Inn, have at it. You guys want to enjoy your bougie selves? Go ahead. I ain't going there with the fucking ghost kid. I already said it 15,000 times on the show. I don't do with ghost kids because you never know if one's going to want to follow you home. Mm-mm, fuck that shit. I ain't doing it. Right? Nope. <laughs> Not doing it. All right. So out of all the ones we've discussed today, which one did you find the most interesting? Um... So not at first, but uh, after learning more about it, the um, the Mohawk Park Golf Course, where they talked about the half woman, half deer creature. Yes, that one interested me the most. Me too. I would um, say that's my number one as well. Yeah. Uh, then from there, probably the Bluebell Saloon. Uh, where you had uh, Miss Lizzie, Claudia, and Estelle, because uh, I still like to know who beat Claudia to death and what in the hell happened to uh, Miss Lizzie and uh, Estelle. And right. They just buried her body at, inside the saloon. Um, so, right. Uh, those would be my two. Uh, mine, uh, I'll give you three. Mine, uh, definitely uh, Mohawk Park at the golf course from Tulsa. Um, another one that I thought was very interesting was the first one that we talked about was the, uh, the dead woman's crossing in Weatherford. Um, it's a sad story. Um, it, it, but, but at the same time, it's interesting because it's like, it's almost like you, 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 you long for the day that Katie will finally, you know, be reunited with the spirit, you know, with the baby spirit, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and also, um, veterans Lake is also an interesting one from the standpoint that, you know, it reminded me so much of like old Friday the 13th and like, well, why is this river? So, you know, and, and well, another one, not as interesting, but kind of interesting was the Cherokee strip museum, because going to the website, you can actually learn like what it is and things of that nature. But then there's also the, um, there's also the, um, the, 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 the question as to why they only haunt, haunt the ground floor and not anywhere, any place else. Right. That one always, you know, was different for me. Yeah. But anyway, so, Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week's episode of The Hauntings of. And next time on the program, we're going to be talking about The Hauntings of Oregon or Oregon, if you want to be sophisticated. Nevertheless, um, yes, absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Chip, anything you want to say before we get out of here tonight? Uh, Check us out at movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. And if you just so happen to be listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps the algorithm to get the podcast out to a broader audience. 
Absolutely. Um, also, check out the Patreon channel. Um, we're dropping a new episode. I don't, I don't not, not not this weekend, but next weekend, or are we dropping an episode this weekend? Uh, I believe it's next weekend. Next weekend. I'd have to look at the calendar, and I don't have it in front of me right this minute. Right. Y'all go check out the uh, the other episodes of the Patreon. Uh, it's just a dollar, guys. A dollar a month will get you guys access to all these episodes. Uh, we already have a we are, we already have a preview of one episode that we dropped. Um, but if you want to hear the rest of them, they will be Patreon exclusives. Um, a couple of quick shout outs real quick. Shout out to my buddy, Sean Thompson over at Thompson personal training. If you sign up for three months, you get the fourth month. Absolutely free. If you say the movement radio sent you shout out to our buddies, Jerry and Jennifer over at the chronic conversation podcast. They got a lot of cool things going on there. Shout out to our buddy, Ivan Montanez, a- AKA unleashed demon. Check out his Twitch channel. He's got a lot of cool things going on over there. And thank you guys so much for the love and support that you guys have given us. We thank you so much. We love you. And we'll see you guys next time on another edition of the hauntings of chip let's hit him with the outro please do not leave without leaving a like comment share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform once again follow us on all of our social media facebook twitter instagram tiktok go to the youtube channel subscribe click that bell to get notified of our latest videos patreon.com movementradio.us i am chip hazard and i'm talon williams and this is movement radio god's plan